Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's on at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and on Instagram. So I'm delighted to be joined here this evening by Giggles in Clamel. Giggles, welcome along. How are you going, lads? Good to be back. Great to have you, Giggles. Also, delighted to be joined by Shawnee, who's in Melbourne here at me in lockdown 6.0. Welcome along, Shawnee. Thanks, Liam. Great to be here. What a weekend ahead of us. Fantastic weekend ahead. We got Shawnee has his virtual background on Microsoft Teams. Is Parky Queeve. With a beautiful surface, $90 million surf, $90 million euro surface. Looking great. <laughs> and we've also great special guest all the way from Sydney, also in lockdown. His first real lockdown is Colin Lockton. Colin, welcome along. Hey, lads. How are you getting on? How are you finding your, your nine weeks into your lockdown, Colin? How are you, are you enjoying it? No, like, do you know what? It actually wasn't too bad for the first couple of weeks. Um, the weather has been lovely. Um, but then they've just changed the 10 kilometer rule to five kilometers. So unfortunately, that rules out half the golf courses that I was playing. Not that I was playing any good or anything. But so now with the 5k, we're restricted. There's only a couple of beaches we can go to and only a couple of golf courses. So it makes makes life a lot harder, unfortunately. Doing a hard in Sydney with only a couple of golf courses and a couple of beaches. <laughs> Jeez, I, we, can, we can go no golf and I've no beach there in my 5k, yeah. Colin, so I think you're doing all right. <coughs> Jeez, I'd have to play golf. That's that's a bonus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, in, fa- in fairness, we, we are lucky. Like, in fairness... Um, she hasn't been too strict yet, but yeah, the numbers are starting to creep up. Um, so <laughs> I think it's going to get a lot worse, unfortunately, over the next couple of weeks. So yeah, yeah. and for but, people, but it'll be interesting, Carl. There was there was a good poll on one of the GA sites recently. You were brought into the other final build-up. Who'd win in the hundred meter dash between Colin Nocton and Jack O'Connor? Would you fancy your chances against Jack? I saw that today. I only got thirty three percent of the votes. So <laughs> the pe- the people have spoken. So um yeah, I, I I'm not sure how that one will go. Definitely not knowing when maybe ten, fifteen years ago <laughs> might have been a bit of a closer race. I don't think many people will fancy taking him on the dash, even the Limerick lads. He's lightning quick to be fair. He was well able for it in two thousand six uh, giggles and yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. We'll move on from that one. <laughs> <laughs> Broke our hearts. <laughs> All right, well, we obviously we're, we're previewing the Ireland final, which is only three days away for us here. We're very, very excited. Giggles is back home. Love to. I'm sure you'd love to go, Giggles, but tickets are very, very scarce, obviously, with the, the 40,000 cap. Any sign of tickets around your way or in the club? No, and, and there's, there's, there'll be a good few Cork people living in this more, so they'll, they'll probably get the preference on them. So it's... I give it a miss this week. We don't want to get stuck behind another truck with a bale of hay on the motorway and be stuck in traffic for an hour to watch Cork and Limerick. But I'll definitely be tuning in on the telly. It's going to be a cracker, I'd say. Yeah, and myself and, and Shawnee would normally be going over to each other's house like we've done the last few years to look after it. But we can't do it this year because we're not allowed into each other's houses and we're not within each other's 5K. So it's a, going to be a, a lonely All-Ireland final night uh, this year. So it's, it's a bit different. Um, being overseas and normally catching up with your friends and stuff to watch it so it's a bit crap to be honest but it, it is what it is hopefully Limerick win and then it'll make it all make it all okay um, <laughs> but we, we we get into our preview anyway but I promise Shawnee and and Cottle there I'd have a nice little bit of commentary just to get them kind of excited Shawnee think it's going to be a setup, but it's not so let's have a listen to this and bring back some, some good memories for the boys
who got that last point for Cork. Only two players forward for Cork at this stage, but it scarcely matters. James Wilde trying to pick it up. Brian Corcoran, the man who came back from exile. He was out for three years, but he's come back and looks like he's about to win another All-Ireland He's the hero! Brian Corcoran has put over his second point. Is he glad he came back now, Ger? It's all over and Cork are the champions! Guys, I, I Colin Lachlan texted me, I said, will you come on the podcast? I said, I will. He goes, send me on some talking points. So I gave him some key talking points to do his homework on. We'll see how, how much of that he's done. He said, just before we came on here, he hasn't done any of it. But I'll start off to, to you, Shawnee, and, and to Colin next. Is obviously, on the back of the win, Shawnee, you're very confident. You think you're going to win all Ireland. Where can Cork get at Limerick? When did I say that, Liam? I was very That's what you said in the last podcast, you're going to win. Oh, no, yeah, I, I believe we can win. I believe we can win. I mean, I believe that because of, I've said it in a popular podcast here, I think the only teams that have, you know, have challenged Limerick's game in the last couple of years have been Cork's game. And that running game, that pace, is is the one thing that Limerick have, um, have I guess, struggled to handle. Yes, they've beaten us. I mean, 2008 or 2018, there was four points in it, um, in that, in that thriller that went to extra time. Uh, 2019, we lost by seven points. Um, 2000 and, or sorry, we won by seven points in the Munster Championship. Uh, 2020, they didn't meet each other all in the Championship. And 2021, earlier on this year, we lost by eight points, which we know in the, in the game at the moment is is probably three or four point win, you know, compared to what it was a couple of years ago because these blows seem to happen. Um, so, look, Cork's game, you know, in the last four or five years, with that use and that pace, and we've seen it in, in the changes in the Cork team, I guess, going back to that 2018, we've had eight changes from that team. Limerick have had about two or three changes, you know, in terms of personnel. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's where, I guess, that's where the confidence come from, rather than, you know, what you probably think is the Corkness in, within me that we believe will will beat anyone, but that's that's where it's coming from, Luke. Yeah, def, there is that definite element of Corkness coming through, and you can see it rising. Which is look, it's great, it's great to get to the Ireland final. And it's a great buzz, and beating Kenny is giving you that extra boost. But I think it's an artificial boost given where Kilkenny are at. Looking at the the game against Kilkenny, comprehensive in the end and extra time. But with the quality of the opposition compared to Limerick, like how how do you see it stacking up in terms of the key battles for Cork to win? Because they're going to have to win a number of them to get over the line on Sunday. Yeah, um, exactly as Shawnee said, I think like the running game at the moment is is really working for Cork. It, it was very effective against Kilkenny. Um, they just have lightning pace inside. It's going to be a very tough team to pick. Um, will Kingston start? I'm presuming he probably will after the last day. They just have that raw speed and they're just really running the ball and that does create so many problems for teams. Uh, if you can get that overlap, if you can break the man and and get through, they should have scored three or four goals against Kilkenny. Or Murphy made some unbelievable saves, and and they were a bit unlucky in front of goal. And I, I think they're definitely going to need goals on Sunday. And hopefully, I mean, if you could get a goal in the first half, settle the nerves. If if you're close at half time, or if it's kind of in the melting pot, I do think Cork like have a great chance once it's close. 
And if if they do get a rub of the green, and, and they're going to have to score one or two goals, but I, I reckon they definitely can score them goals. Giggles, the difference though, I think, <laughs> coming up against against Limerick, though, is that they, they, they probably do have the best six backs in the country as a unit. And Carl, that yeah, thing about I, about breaking breaking that that half back line running through them is not going to be an easy task, Giggles. Yeah, that that I was just listening to you here, Carl, and I think it's going to be a good game. But breaking the tackle is is going to be the hardest thing to do. With like Burns, Hannon, and Hayes are just Jesus. You'd you'd hate to be a half forward and going in facing down those lads because they're they're huge. And then Willow Dunahoo, who's an absolute tank as well, sits back in there, so they create that wall across the the, the sixty five. They don't move from their positions, right? Which I think is going to be interesting, McCork, because let's say Kingston starts inside, he'll probably come out and they leave Jack O'Connor and Horgan inside as a two, or they might leave Kingston and Horgan and bring Jack O'Connor out, because that seemed to work well the last day when he was outside running at them. Most teams will follow him out because, you know, you don't want to leave a really good shooter out there who will score points. But what Limerick do is they just leave their full back line in situ. And that blocks off that lovely cross-field ball that the two Cork lads thrived on against Kilkenny in the second half the last day, where if they do that the next day, Barry Nash will just be standing there as a spare man in front of them, and they won't have that diagonal ball. So, yeah, if, if you look at the two teams on paper, I think it's impossible to look at a Cork win. But you just have to hope that the sum of the parts for Cork in terms of the progression and the running game will, will disturb... Limerick like Tipperary did in the first half. Um, so I think, like looking at, I, like, just looking at the, it'll probably be Cahillan, Harnady, and, and Robbie Flynn in the half forward line, and they're going to have to get past Burns, Hannon, and Hayes. I think Harnady against Hannon will be a, a brilliant battle. I think they're very well matched up. I just think the two boys might be a bit light for Dermot Burns and Kyle Hayes in terms of specific matchups. Um, and that I would be worried if I was a Cork supporter looking on on that one. And I actually think that line was the line that fired the least against Kilkenny. Like, Kilkenny halfback, which I was worried about. Like, Harney did, didn't really come into it until the last 10 minutes, I'd say, against Kilkenny or Catalan, the same. Put in big shifts, but just weren't on the ball. And you'd be worried if they're not, like, to, to be not just come out as neutral there, they have to come out on top, I think, for Cork to have any chance in that, in that line. The last day against um, Limerick, that's that's the line that Cork actually avoided. If you see a lot of their scores earlier on in the year, they tried to pop it over, you know, Hannon and them. Hardy actually did get the better of Hannon in that, in that game earlier on this year, but O'Flynn and Cahillan was taken off. Um, Luke Mead actually only came on earlier on this year for um, Cahillan in that game. But actually, in in the full back line, I agree with Jake Giggles. Sean Finn is, is, is nearly unbeatable at the moment. Um, and whoever he's going to be marking, he's going to be tied down. And I expect nothing to come from him, really. And whether he picks up Kingston, or if he's starting, or Jack O'Connor, you know, he'll, he'll quieten him. There's no, I don't think there's any question of that, or Horgan or whatever. But I think that's where Horgan can get loose. You know, that's where he can do some damage. But again, it is, it is getting over that half-back line. I think Flynn is a much better player than than he has from the start of the year. Um, yeah. I don't agree with you, Liam, that they didn't fire that well. I thought Flynn gave the Kilkenny half-back lane all sorts of trouble. Patrick Walsh was all over the place um, in that game. Um, but I do agree with you, that is the line to beat. Um, but they, like, you don't really have to beat it with physicality. Like You you beat it with legs, like, and that's what they have in abundance. Like You have Damien, or um, in the full-back line, you have... Uh, Sean O'Donoghue, who is our Sean Finn, really, who will lock down Galan. He didn't 
Galan didn't touch the ball earlier on this year, and I expect him to go to Galan again this time. Uh, Niall O'Leary was taken off the last day and had a horrid time on um, Peter Casey. So, you know, Peter Casey is is a guy who goes out, and Niall O'Leary will go out with him, like he did with, I'd say, with um, Tony Kelly in uh, in the Clare game as well. So, it, it, the matchups are interesting. I'm looking at them all week, saying, like, who's going to go to who and all this. But I expect those to be the key matchups is Donahue on Galan. Sean Finn, I don't know who he's going to go to. That's that's a very interesting one. Surely go to Connor. Well, I was thinking, right? If, if you're if you're the Cork management team and you want to set up your full forward line, maybe against that back line, um, Jamie Barron seemed to do a lot of damage when he was marking Dan Morrissey. When when Dan Morrissey was marking Austin Gleeson, a more stronger, orthodox player, he seemed to get the better out of him. And Sean Finn, like. He doesn't even the paciest, but he's obviously very muscly and he's a brilliant stick player, right? So if you want to maximise Patrick Horgan and let's say Jack O'Connor, it might be worth the swap where you put Jack O'Connor and Morrissey, small, fast, pacey, and you leave Horgan battling out with Finn in the battle of the kind of hurlers. Uh, I don't know. But I, I'd be interested to get your take, Kahal, on... Like, I, I would have said in the last couple of weeks, watching Limerick, you can't play a, 50, you can't play a sweeper against Limerick because their backs are too good. And like Cork's game is to kind of drop Mead back and then drop Cahalan back into midfield and to drop off Corbin. Yeah. Did yeah? Do you think they'll have to go fifteen on fifteen, or what way do you see that working out? Yeah, like that's very tough. If they do drop back, like they did hurl the ball out very well against Kilkenny, and they moved the ball through the half back line, kind of through the lines, which would have been like a big kind of play back in the early days, kind of with O'Grady, and that's like that brought Cork a lot of success um, kind of 2004-2005. That was very similar against Kilkenny, and they were so comfortable on the ball, the goalie, the full-back line, the half-backs, they were just so comfortable on the ball, they didn't mind playing around with it, they didn't mind bringing it out, and like there is also a possibility like that you might be able to knock off a few scores out the field, Dara Fitz could knock over two or three points. Hopefully, Tim gets a few scores. Like all of a sudden, you might kind of have to draw Limerick, um, draw that block of a half back line, and kind of, kind of get them to kind of come out the field a small bit. And hopefully, if you can get a few early scores out the field, you might kind of get them to think. Well, I mean, y- you need to draw them out somehow, and then all of a sudden, then that hopefully will create a bit more space inside. Like it's very hard to get on top of them, but. You know, like draw mode, get scores out the field, and then hopefully that will create space inside. Uh, the other, yeah. big, the other big thing, though, is, and this is I've seen it in nearly every hurling match you've watched this year, the majority of them, the team that gets the lead gets thrown back in. Now, it didn't happen so much, Cork and Kilkenny, that was kind of point for point all the way until the extra time periods. But in the games where Limerick went behind against Tip, significant um lead Kilkenny went behind in other games as well against Wexford draw back in if Cork do get out in front of Limerick there's no comfort point in that though as in like you're you know you want to get that score up and you want to stay ahead but it's it's not that you're not going to go for it but it's very hard to understand and you get out in front you're seven eight points up if Cork blitz them in the first 10 minutes which would be brilliant from a neutral point of view because you're going to see Limerick come after him but how do you hold that? You, like you, the Cork, if they get out in front of eight points and they're playing a sweeper, they're not going to drop another man back out. What do they do if they get that point, that lead up? Yeah, I, 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 I don't think there's any holding on to leads anymore, especially in hurling. Yeah. Like, Jesus, we're watching the football match of the weekend as a comparison. 
and Mayo got to the three points ahead and you were urging them on to get to fourth, you know, for safety. And they went back into themselves and kept ball and it made it very nervous. It's even more pronounced in hurling. Like you can be eight points up, seven minutes to go and 2-2 two, two goes in and suddenly you're a point down. And I think both teams like won't do any drive type of control. You can score from too far these days. You just have to go for it for 76, 77, 77 yeah. minutes, however long it takes. There's there's no comfort. There's going to be no... There'll be no comfort in, in, in either of these teams in winning at the weekend, despite who goes into a lead. Um, that's what's made it such a great championship this year. Um, I, I think, looking at the two teams again, though, like one of the, like he's probably in line for Hurler of the Year at the moment is Keane Lynch, right? And that's going to be a very interesting battle, right? Because if Cork go 15 on 15 and don't do the drop back, Mark Coleman has proven against Kilkenny, he definitely is the physical stature just put that shoulder on, on Walter Walsh and he also has the pace and he has the hurling and I, I think for me that's a matchup that I, I, I hope materialises um, that it's a one-on-one matchup and I know there's very little one-on-one matchups these days with, 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 with tactics and game plans but if, if, if Mark Coleman can tie down Keane Lynch and Keane Lynch doesn't bring Morrissey and Hegarty and Galan and Flanagan into it like he does in games that that seriously hinders Limerick's scoring potential because he is just like the 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 Messi in that forward line and unlocks everything. So um, that'll be a massive one. Well, in the first half of the semi final, uh, the Munster semi final, they had Melrick drop back on yeah. Lynch and then sat Coleman in the pocket. And in the second half, because Cork had those soccer punch two goals before half time, they pushed Coleman up and they pushed everybody up. So they pushed Coleman up onto Lynch. And they they brought the back they brought the game back even into four points with like I think there was like ten minutes to go or eight minutes to go they got back to four points and you remember that time we had Owen Cadigan in the middle of the field and missed a shot and could have bracket into oh, three yeah, and you yeah, know that ascendancy was all killed there and then but yeah that is that's a that's a crucial one like what does he do does he does he sit up or does he come back I don't know yeah it's a, will it's a tricky will, one. will will Millerick pick him up again maybe like hopefully he is fit. Hope he's there, yeah. yeah. What's the story yeah, with that? Is he 50-50. is he fifty fifty? Is that the latest on him? Yeah, well, that's the latest I've kind of heard anyway. Yeah, they're yeah. they're hoping that he'd be back training during the week, but yeah, I mean, it's I'm sure it's very much kind of they're because, keeping things in house because if if, he, if he's out, it's Callaghan in now. Obviously, I think Callaghan is a, is a liability, but when he came in against Kilkenny, he did he did quite well. To be fair to him, but I will be Cal- very Callaghan is. Kerrigan is this, he's like he's not a like an excellent stick man, but he's a stopper. Like that's mm. what he does. He just stops know. people, negates them. If he's out wing back, if got... he's out wing back, I'd be very worried about him against Limerick. I'd be very worried about him. I think if he's in full back, sometimes he can be getting the way and he doesn't have to do a whole lot. I think he'd be exposed for seventy minutes on the wing against Limerick if he's picking up either Morrissey or you know I'd be worried he about. Would him. Have the physical, he'd have the physical makeup to go hitting off him anyway, definitely and. Mm. Yeah, and the boys aren't the paciest, Hegarty and Morrissey, despite the fact they were, they were the two best players in the country last year. They're not speed merchants, so they actually nearly suit him. I think, looking at um, Jeremy Melrick striking the ball and the minute he held his hamstring, like there's no way in two weeks you're coming back to play another and find... Yeah, it, it didn't It didn't. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, look great. Like, did it in a muscle injury is so hard, like, because after five minutes you could be gone again. So, it's, yeah, it's it's a tough one, like... I'd be surprised to see him on the 26, to be honest. But I think, and I think Cadigan will be in. Um, yeah, it's it, it's funny. I Like, again, I'm just looking at it on paper here, the two teams, and you can't see anything but a Limerick win. But 
Cork just need to get into a rhythm and their confidence is up, right? And they need to get like literally running at the Limerick team for 77, 78 minutes. And if they can sustain that, that's a big question. Um, and they'll need Horgan and Harnady and Jack O'Connor and, and Kingston yeah. scoring. They'll need Kingston scoring seven points again. I, I, I don't know, is it going to be a high-scoring game as a Kilkenny game? Because that was very open. I think it'll be a lot more cagey, a lot more tactical, similar to the Munster semi-final, but you'll have more space probably in Crow Park, um, which I don't, I don't know who'll suit, to be honest. I think the key, the key thing is for Cork, really, they have to be in the game with 10 minutes to go. Like if if, yeah, if Limerick yeah. are three, four, five points up, I think they're they're tossed at that stage. I just can't see Limerick giving up that lead. I give Cork a chance if they're winning a point or two at sixty minutes. Other than that, I I can't see anything but a six to ten point win for Limerick. And I I just really, if you look at their performances all year, I really think they've they've coasted. Really, they they had to turn on against Tip because they were flat, caught flat footed, put in a phenomenal third quarter. Knocked Tipperary back in their arse. Watford wasn't really a massive challenge for him, I don't think, bar that first 10 minutes. Against Cork, again, we would have said it earlier in the year, we didn't see, I think, what, what Limerick need to be. What are they going to get out of this Limerick team the next couple of years? They've been phenomenal, probably the best team in the country for the last three years. Kenny caught them on the hop two years ago. They want to put down a mark, get the two in a row, and then push on for the three in a row. And I think that's the most you'll get out of these lads with some of the characters involved in some of their headspaces, I reckon. Kylie's done a phenomenal job of keeping that bunch together. But... I, I think there's, they're so determined there's a bit of a steel about them I, I just can't see him being unsettled by Cork I just really can't that's my prediction what, 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 what's, what's the other view lads come on Cahill Shawnee jump in there because we're getting a bit of a hammering here already Shawnee that's alright I ex- expected this any Cahill I expected all of this because they, uh, they don't want to see it happen who did you tip against Kilkenny uh, Liam and Giggles, you're you're very anti-Cork. <laughs> who, who did you tip the last? I, I tipped Kilkenny on the podcast, but when the team came out, I rang Shani and I said, "I think Cork going to win with the team Kilkenny picked." Yeah, I, I'll vote for that. He did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I thought Kilkenny would win as well. So yeah, all I right, that's win. okay. So well, that's not too bad. <laughs> I, I called the draw, Carl. Yeah, you're well. There you go. You should. Uh, I you called the draw, but I called. I actually called the draw, and I called Kilkenny to win an extra time. I didn't. I wasn't sure about the Cork character, but of course, it's it's been answered now. Yeah, um, well, you're you're the one to listen to, so Shani, obviously, by that. <laughs> well, that's because I was saying. <laughs> so, how much are you going to win by Shani? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so predicting with your head, not your heart, Shani, for this one. What? Oh, oh, completely, completely in my head. I just, I just feel, as I said at the start there, like they they have the game to trouble Limerick, and all oh, you're saying, you know, Limerick are probably going in third or fourth gear, but they're doing what they have to do. But this team is the team. I've said it from the start of the year after the league. I just see, heard, felt it in Cork that they, you know, they have a chance if they come up against Limerick again to beat them. They didn't do it in the semi-final. I feel like there's a lot more in them now. There's a bit of a, as we know, there's a, a momentum coming with Cork hurling another All-Ireland final last night. Um, Newtown Sanderman actually lifted the cup. Yeah, um, brilliant. Yeah. achievement. I just I I think they have the game to beat them, Liam. I'd Melrick in or out. Um I think Shane Barrett coming on. Uh we haven't talked about Connolly either, not on the bench. Like Damien Cahillan and Owen Cadigan could be on the bench. Like they're as I said, they're stoppers and their physicality is is there to match up with with what Limerick throw at them. Um I think Cork by three points, three, four points. Okay. It'll be a tight one. Could Cork. be a draw again and extra time. 
But that's a good point, Sean, you raised there around the bench because Limerick's bench isn't as strong as it was last year or the year before. Like Graham Mulcahy has gone back, he's he's an elder statesman and he's obviously been a great player for Limerick. And then mm. you have Conor Boylan coming on into forwards and, and after that they haven't much, to be honest, to make an impact. So if you're right, if, if, if Cork are in the game, <clears throat> 10, 15 minutes left, Barrett, Connolly come on, uh, Alan Cadigan comes on, they're impactful players. Do you know, so... Yeah. That's what you'd be hoping for from a Cork point of view. Kyle, Sorry, your prediction. Yeah, no, no, like just exactly what Shawnee said, really. Like, there's just such a momentum in Cork at the moment. There's so much excitement, there's so much of a buzz and a build up to this match. It, it's been a long time coming. We've been just down and out for too long. Um, the win last night was a massive help. It, it just like it kind of gets Cork back on the board, really winning all Ireland's the minor matches this weekend again. And then it's just like there's just this wave of confidence all of a sudden after the Kilkenny game. I suppose the fact that Cork hadn't won in Crow Park in a long time, it, it would have been kind of hanging over players and hanging over the team. And it is it is tough going up to Crow Park. It's like it's it is very different playing there compared to playing in other stadiums. And like the kind of the monkey off the back in that regard and, and just that whole confidence and self belief belief and like I can just imagine the buzz of training the last Two weeks must be just absolutely unbelievable. Like it was a brilliant way to beat Kilkenny. They made hard work with the Dean, but it they just really showed character and extra time. I mean, to come back and and finish comfortably, like they really, really did push on. They have a massive bench. They have three or four lads who you can bring on who can really change the game. They showed that the last time. And I just think like hopefully it's just like things go well on the day, you get a bit of luck. You get the bounce of a ball. Like, you're very, very confident on Limerick, which, yeah, Limerick are a brilliant team. But, like, teams have off days. Players don't show up. Players, I mean, they could be a red card in the first 15, 20 minutes. Anything can happen. Like, Cork got a penalty the last time against Limerick. Hoggy was unlucky not to score. If that went in, Cork would have been up probably four or five points just before half time. And then all of a sudden, they would have been so much confident and, and really could have pushed on in the second half. 2018. When Limerick won, um, like look how things have changed since then. Like Cork were well in that game. They should have won. I think they were up six points with 10 minutes to go. And then look what's happened since. I mean, Limerick have won like two of the two All Ireland since, and Cork like haven't been there in the final. So they definitely all Limerick won. And <laughs> I'm just hoping that hopefully this is the this is the day that they'll get them. So your prediction of win there, Carl? Is that a prediction for a win? Oh yeah, no, hundred percent, like a hundred percent prediction for. Cork. I know you said head over heart and everything, and, and like of course I'm going to tip Cork, but I, I just do feel like there is just like there's just a wave of belief at the moment. There's a lot of confidence, and like everyone is writing Cork off. The bookies are writing him off. All the media is writing him off, and like four to one, I think the bookies had yeah, uh, like, had Cork is ridiculous. Yeah, like, I mean, it's a 50, not a 50-50 game. Limerick are obviously deserved to be favourites, but I just think, like, Cork have the players that can win them the game, and they showed that the last day. I tell you, you're, you're, you're giving, a good, giving a good go for you're throwing in some good points there. Um, I'm I, I, interested to get what, you, what your take was, Carl. What, what were you shouting at the television when Tim O'Mahony was running out with the ball? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> He was oh. honest, honest what happened there. 
can't, I can't say. Yeah, it was about it was about two two a.m. here, and I was watching the iPad, and um, yeah, the iPad was nearly was nearly snapped in half when that happened. But <laughs> Tim is absolutely flying it. Like he's he's a class act. He's he's a brilliant brilliant player. Like he's he's hilarious. Like if if you ever come across Tim in your life, like he's a fella like that you'll always remember. Like he's he's just such a character like he's he's been poking ball like since such a small age and Newton all the videos of all the matches kind of, of when Newton or winning counties in all Ireland he's he's always in the background like as a as a 10, oh, really? 11 year old running around like he's he's like Newton to the core and he just like since he was that age like you you just knew like he just he's always was always at senior training he was always poking the ball back from behind the goal like he would have been bringing in the water for championship matches when he was just literally like a 10, 11, 12 year old like his brother Jordy was playing for Newtown like he's been in Jordy's oh, yeah. cousin he just, he's yeah he's made of absolutely brilliant stuff and like I hope like I hope he gets to win a medal on Sunday because like he yeah, he's he's a great lad and he, he's a great club mate and, and yeah it would be, it would be brilliant for, for Newtown if he did get he it across like he looks like a very casual character altogether, and I'd say the the pressures and all that probably don't get to him as much as as any other person or any normal person would. It he, uh, does it. He is absolutely cool as a breeze. Like honestly, you couldn't face him. He's the most relaxed person you'll ever meet. He's just he's just so relaxed, a good laugh. Like he's yeah, no, he you definitely wouldn't face him anyway. That's for sure. And Carl, what's and the build up? Yeah, what's the build up like at home with, in terms of allocation of tickets and stuff in Newtown, like compared to other obviously other other finals? How how is that gone? Do you know at home talking to the family? Yeah, not good. Yeah, I think Newtown got was it like twenty odd tickets? Jesus I think. See, we, we don't have any foot. We don't have any football at home, so we only have hurling clubs. So how it? Yeah, how it's done in Cork is like it's kind of obviously there's so many clubs in Cork as it is, but if you've a um, a hurling and a football club you kind of get like twice the amount like I know some of the neighbouring clubs have got like 40 odd tickets and Newton have got I think low 20 so yeah absolutely disaster um, everyone is looking for tickets and like they're real genuine hurling people like who have like been to Cork matches for Other always like, yeah, you know? yeah 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 so I, like unfortunately there, there probably is a lot of disappointment and stuff like that. Hopefully tickets will start to, start to filter through, but like it's a massive atmosphere. Like I would absolutely love to be at home for it. Um, mm. Like we're only a couple of miles from Charleville, like going to school in Charleville and obviously very close to the Limerick border. Um, my girlfriend from Limerick, oh, my brilliant. sister-in-law, sister-in-law's from Limerick. Um, so like there's a lot of, a lot of Limerick in our family and, yeah, and you'll have to listen to Timmy Carroll up there as well. That's Timmy, a disaster. Jeez. Timmy Carroll has been on the WhatsApp every couple of hours, checking in to make sure all the car fever are all right. And yeah, <laughs> Timmy, Timmy is mad. Looking forward to Sunday, and yeah, whoever wins Sunday anyway is, is uh, the opposition are going to hear about it for a long time. So hopefully, he, hopefully, we, hopefully, we'll be giving him the stick this time because we're sick of listening to Timmy the last couple of years. He sent me the ads for Limerick yesterday evening. He says, "Get on it." He says. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, another thing I meant to ask you, Carl, as well as um, I don't know, another factor I guess as well as is, is like the Don O'Grady factor. I know you missed out and and on on getting under um, Don O'Grady, but you would have you would have trained under um, Cunningham, wouldn't you? Like that backroom team has a lot to do with 
you know, the Cork setup as well and, and the game plans, etc. that they're putting in place. Yeah, like like the backroom team this year seems absolutely unbelievable. Like, unfortunately, I, I never got to work with Don O'Grady, but I, I'm not sure if he heard Ben O'Connor's podcast last night. Um, yeah. It was v- very good, actually. And he mentioned Don O'Grady, like, as the best coach he's ever had. Like, so, I mean, that'll just tell you, yeah. like, in in how highly regarded he is in Cork. Um, and he, he mentioned a few times, like, that he's a problem solver. And there's no denying like Cork did have a lot of problems over the last couple of years. And he just seems to be after coming in and kind of really, I suppose, fixing a lot of those problems. Um, you can definitely see similarities to the kind of to the 04 and 05 kind of playing styles. Sully is absolutely brilliant. Like when I was on the panel with him, I was just coming on um, kind of as, as a 19 year old. And he was like, Jesus, like, I mean, he he's was definitely one of my heroes growing up and like just such a calming influence kind of really just such a great lad to have our own younger people would treat everyone the exact same and, and like would kind of really go out of his way to kind of help you and kind of make sure you're settling in okay and and you know everything is going all right and, and I've no no doubt like that he's like that with the current setup and the full back line the last day against Lucini was absolutely superb and obviously that's kind of coming from from that kind of the Emerald Sullivan school of defending really like, you know, and hopefully they'll be similar again this week. Um, and then with Joe Cunningham, I, I found Joe absolutely unbelievable. Like he's definitely one of the best coaches I've ever had. Um, he just loves hurling. So it's all ball, ball, ball. Like it's it's all about touch, about striking, everything to hand, everything movement. And like this is going back... Um, 2013 so like a lot has probably even changed even more so since then but he just loves hurling you'd be going training and you'd just be absolutely buzzing like you know it's just going to be all hurling all stick work like your touch your striking isn't ever going to be as good as it is under Joe Cunningham and like the three of them together and then obviously with Kieran as well like it has that blend of kind of coming all together and, and that was very kind of evident the last game against Kilkenny and yeah, like, Jor, like, he just comes up with these drills of training and stuff, like, and he'd be putting, like, for the forwards, like, he's very forward-thinking, like, and he's very, like, into movement in the full forward line. He'd be putting random squares and circles around the forward line, and he'd be like, right, you have to score in this part, you have to run through here, you have to move here, and it's it's just about constant movement and, like, real kind of heads-up hurling. And, like, that, I, I think that was very evident in the semi-final. And, yeah. like, it's just a beautiful way to kind of to play hurling. Like you're you're constantly like looking up, you're constantly moving the ball, you're constantly giving it to the man in the best position. And yeah, that that's definitely kind of a lot of the a lot of the drills and tactics that you're be bringing to the to the team. Carl's convincing me now. Carl, are going to win giggles. Uh, are you are you are you going to? <laughs> Go back and rethink your prediction. You, I, I, he's he swayed you, me. Oh, we've lost giggles. That's your mum and dad and Henry. Henry shouting rebels, 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 isn't he? <laughs> oh God, yeah. No, I Liam is one hundred. Liam is one hundred percent blood. Car, Carl, one hundred percent. His mother yeah. and father from Mallow. Oh, jeez, they're only off the road. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'll uh, you'll have to support the rebels on Sunday, Solly. No, I I said to the boys, I said it's like <laughs> I, I I don't want Limerick to win the two in a row because no one's won two in a row since Kilkenny, and then previous to obviously was Cork and 04 and 05. But then if Cork win, just never hear the end of Cork winning. So it's like <laughs> I think that the lesser of the two evils is for Limerick to win. 
on Sunday for, for that reason because I couldn't stomach too many cousins and too many I talked to my mother and father twice a day I couldn't deal with that for the next 6 to 12 months it'd be just insufferable so for that reason yeah. we're on. and there's a lot of Cork lads we'll, carry on still as well as you know we'll definitely we will definitely be loud I, I can guarantee you that if Cork do win it's oh, yeah. definitely going to be and fair enough definitely going to be 12 months it's a long it's a long time since like I didn't really think about it after on like the relief from the Cork team and the selectors and the manager when the final whistle went. Like it was amazing to see like they had been Kenny but getting to the Ireland final. I think like that will that wave of coming on from that is definitely going to stand to them. I, I, there was a huge relief in getting to that that marker again, and it's such a long time since they have won that if they do win, rightly so, you will be insufferable. But I think you know you're entitled to that after six, sixteen years since you last won it. So yeah, we won't. There won't be begrudged, but oh, and yeah, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Um, so, Carl, what's your plans for Sydney? You're under strict orders as well, no one into your house. That's the main spread yeah. of, of the cases in Sydney. Listen to the Premier New South Wales. So, what is your plan for Sunday night? Yeah, like it's very tough. Um, you asked about the lockdown at the start there, and, and like I kind of, yeah, I was just on about kind of being more out and about, but. It's very tough for Sunday. Like we we've a lot of um, a lot of hurlers and, and a lot of WhatsApp groups and stuff. And even in my complex here, there's four or five lads, um, all from Newtown, so all very friendly with Tim. Um, like it's it's absolutely gut wrenching. A not to be going home for the match. B not being able to all watch it together here and go out and enjoy it because there's yeah. a massive Cork and Limerick crew here and yeah. everyone really gets on really well. Like, as I said, my girlfriend's from Limerick, a lot of her friends are from Limerick. Timmy Carl is absolutely hilarious. Like, there's a really good, like, friendship between everyone and the crack has been so good all week and it's such a shame that we all can't go because, like, I mean, all Ireland finally, no matter where you are in the world, like, every Irish bar, etc., it's a massive occasion and like we, a lot of us have booked off Monday and stuff like and it, it would be great to catch up then again one day and kind of take it all in again and discuss the match and kind of have a few drinks and the banter, the slag and, and like everyone would be all out together. It was like, I don't know if you've seen any of the pictures from the final last year, like um, again, Timmy was was forefront, um, but like <laughs> or was, was it maybe, was, was it two years ago, Limerick and Waterford? Last year. Last year, Last year, yeah. Last year, yeah. Last year, yeah. And like, there was brilliant like pictures and I didn't go out myself for it, but like it was brilliant, like you'd you'd half Limerick, half Waterford. So like it's such a shame that we all can't kind of enjoy it together. Um so I, I'm just gonna be at home here. That's that's all we can do. Um the fines here are absolutely reckless. I think it's like is it five thousand dollars if you're mm. in someone else's house? Yeah. Um so yeah, maybe yeah. If, if, we, they if, win, if they win, God, you can go for a, a few bottles of champagne and take the yeah. team. <laughs> you can all go onto the yeah, balcony like, in the in the complex, Carl. Yeah, we've a, we've a complex here, like so. We we might try and uh, yeah, we'll have to meet on the car park or something if they do win. And, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, like the semi final was unbelievable, like when they won, but it was just like a wave of emotion, like that you're here on your own watching it, like and you, you know it, it is really yeah. tough, like and and if they do win, like I mean. It'll be absolutely amazing, but like you know, you would kind of 
you'd kind of nearly be half emotional kind of like being because oh, you're because you're literally just watching it kind of in like in the dark at in two o'clock in the morning like it, yeah. yeah yeah like at least if you're if you're out and about like you know you'd you'd be really able to enjoy the buzz and stuff like that but um yeah, look, we'll we'll uh, we'll start something out anyway, I'm sure. And and once Cork win, it doesn't matter. Right? That's, exactly. That's the main thing. <laughs> all right. Well, stay- that's the thing. All right, uh, when you like you're up so late at night, and then like after the kick in again, my heart was pounding, and I just had yeah. to ring a lot of people at home oh, and go for a walk in the middle of the yeah. night and just having I, chats. And I, then when I went to bed, and sure I couldn't sleep. If, Cor- yeah, if sleep. Cork win, you won't I go to bed. You'll rewatch awesome. it. You'll rewatch it if Cork win, no matter what. You'll stay up and you'll just watch it again. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. That's what, yeah, yeah that was exactly the same, though, Sean. I, I rang my mother at home and rang my brother, rang my hand. I was on the yeah. time for so long. <laughs> and, like, I rang one of my friends that was actually at the match, which was which was pretty cool. Like, And he was literally walking out of Crow Park. And it was just... Oh. It just really did feel kind of like that excitement, like, you know, and, and then you go off the phone and it's whatever, four o'clock in the morning here. And like, it's, you're like, okay, there's zero percent chance of me going to sleep here. So like, you know, <laughs> yeah, hopefully it'll be, hopefully it'll be the same, um, the same, the same balls this weekend. All right. Well, we'll we'll to the car park and go poking off the wall and drive a few balls around the place. It'll be great crack. All right, well, Carl, stay on the line with us because we do have uh, Giggles Corner coming up before we wrap up. So this is Giggles' own segment. So he has something in, in, a treat for us here today. So let's just, let's just see what he has. So um, coming up next, Giggles Corner. Do you ever feel like a misfit? Everything inside you is dark and twisted. Oh, but it's okay to be different. Because, baby, so am I. So am I, so am I. Vision, Davey, what was that about? No, there was there was no tangle, right? It was an off the ball incident, right? And I made my feeling like we played him now twice. He didn't stay down for no reason, like, and that cost us a score, right? Now I've seen other people come onto the field and make points and be just as animated. Yes, there's one fella I I get sent all the time, and I, I don't think it's personally fair myself. And if you look at the whole thing, I can promise you you'll see more people giving out. But that official wanted to make a name for himself and fair play to him. He probably did. All right, quickly, before we get into Giggles, Connor Giggles told us before he came on air there, he's back hurling with, back, back with Liz Moore, he's playing during the week there, and um, Giggles came off, but Dan Chatton came on for him. So that's the kind of people Giggles is mixing with at the moment. He's no misfit, he is the main man in Liz Moore at the moment, um, and he's keeping Dan out of the team. So Giggles, over to you now for Giggles, Connor. Yeah. Dan, come on, scored four goals. I think I had a point score. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, just I, I text the lads I was like we're gonna we're gonna cut the Cork Limerick preview short and just talk for the whole podcast about Mayo and Dublin at the weekend. <laughs> I know you were watching it, lads. It was an unbelievable game. Carl, I don't know, do you know both my parents are from Mayo, so I've oh, had brilliant. An, an awful penance in my life supporting the Waterford Hurlers and the Mayo footballers. And I think between the two of them we've lost something like sixteen All Irelands in my lifetime at four and <laughs> So hopefully in four weeks' time, but I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here. I'm going to go for a debate, lads. Who is the greatest GA team? Kilkenny with 11 All-Irelands in 16 years, right? Or Dublin with 8 All-Irelands in 11 years? And what I've done, I just as a kind of a benchmark to, to, to start the debate, I've picked the two best teams on either, right? So of all the best players for Kilkenny over that period, 
from 2000 to 2015 and Dublin from 2011 to today, so 10-year, 11-year period. And I matched them up, right, player for player, who'd get picked. So, like, starts off, you go Owen Murphy versus Stephen Cluxton, right? And I gave it to Stephen Cluxton. But just, just, just to get the debate going, the, the team I picked for Kilkenny, their best team was Owen Murphy in goal, Mick Cavanagh, Noel Hickey, Jackie Tyrrell, uh, Tommy Welch, Brian Hogan, JJ, Mick Fenley and Chan midfield, Owen Larkin, Henry and TJ, and Eddie Brennan, DJ and Richie Power. I was like, fuck, they're going to walk it. And then I put down the Dublin team. And I know it's a, it's a mute discussion, but it's a good crack in it. Stephen Cluxton in goal, Mick Fitzsimons, Keen O'Sullivan, Johnny Cooper, James McCarthy, John Small, Jack McCaffrey. I was like, I was positive Kilkenny were going to win the half-back line. And then that half-back line came out for Dublin. I was like, oh, Jesus. Michael Darren McCauley and Brian Fenton in the middle of the field. Dear McConley, Kieran Kilkenny, Paul Flynn. Alan Brogan, Conor Callahan, and Bernard Brogan. And you're like, you go player for player. Where does it where does it land? Who's the greatest team? My my view on it was it landed eight seven in favour of King Kenny. So I went on Murphy, Stephen Cluxon, I gave it to Stephen Cluxon. I picked Mick Fitzsimons ahead of Michael Kavanagh. I picked Noel Hickey ahead of Keno Sullivan. And I picked Johnny Cooper ahead of Jackie Tyrrell. Poor Jackie. <clears throat> yeah, he's not he's not a fan favourite on this podcast, Jackie's not. Um James McCarthy versus Tommy Welch, I half the point. I couldn't decide. Like as brilliant and all as Tommy Welch is, James McCarthy is just an absolute beast. Eight all Ireland medals on the field to play. I couldn't split them, so they got a half a point each. I picked John Small despite the filthy effort what he did at the weekend over Brian Hogan. And I picked JJ Delaney ahead of Jack McCaffrey. I went Mick Fenley over MDMA and I went for Brian Fenton over Cha. And Dublin are well up at this stage now. You can kind of, the points, but then get into the forward line and Kilkenny kick into gear. So I picked Dear McConley ahead of Owen Larkin, Henry over Kieran Kilkenny, obviously, TJ over Paul Flynn, Richie Power over Bernard, DJ over Con. And I half the point in between Alan Brogan and Bernard and Alan Brogan and Eddie Brennan. So it, it finished 8 5, 8 7. In that That's to be fast, so, did he? I, I showed over. Well, Eddie, Eddie's been taken off in a lot of Ireland finals. I think people are kind of tainted by his end of his career, which was really, really good. But this was I a great podcast over. until we had to start talking about Kilkenny. I was so funny, right? Geez. We have the videos on here. To see Carl and Shawnee's face just go, he's talking about Kilkenny. Like, this is Cork's yeah. weekend of I, glory. I, I and he's bringing yeah. up. And he's bringing 16 up. years the, the greatest Kilkenny team of all. I was like, this is great, Giggles. More of this. <laughs> the oh, I would be the no. first never to bring him up. <laughs> Throw out there, who, who would you have in the Kilkenny team or Dublin team that I had? And who do you think is a better, a better all time team? Like, obviously, Dublin did six in a row, which Kilkenny didn't do. Kilkenny have more All Ireland in a longer period of time. Is it a debate worth having, lads, or what's your thoughts on it? I, 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 I wouldn't have gone into that detail, Giggles, but I would have said, I don't know, you probably know because you're after looking at it, but you're, you're talking about a period of how many years? So it's 11 years for Dublin, 16 years for Kilkenny. I would probably still say that the changes in the Kilkenny team are less than the changes in the Dublin team in 11 years. That's why I would say Kilkenny are probably ahead of them. I, would that be, no, would that be accurate? No, I'd say there's more turnover. in like, That Dublin team, to be fair, they've won, winning six in a row and keeping the majority of the players playing during that time is phenomenal. I don't think they have. They did. That's they what I'm saying. That's my argument. They haven't. Yeah. They haven't. Yeah. They haven't. They've, 
They probably have well, the six in a row team has a lot of consistency. Yeah. But if you go back to 2011, then there's a good few drop offs. That's the way I would have based it, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, you would have Conor Callahan and Kieran Kilkenny. But the six in a row team has a lot of consistency, though. Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. The six in a row team has a lot of consistency. But, yeah, the the, the six and seven years. I suppose, yeah. Kilkenny yeah. didn't do the six in a row, so I wouldn't say you have five. That's an awful. That's an awful conundrum. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny isn't able to process, able to process that. I, 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 yeah, yeah, you've, you've, you've met, we've dated this out. Johnny um, is an engineer, is, so he has to compare apples with apples and oranges with oranges. He can't, <laughs> he doesn't deal in the grey. He can't deal in the grey. So, Carl, it, it, it is hypothetical, obviously, but, you know, it was, I think, the Kenny did get mentioned even in the commentary in that Dublin Mayo game, but, for me, I think that double achievement six in a row, no matter what, even with the financial doping, is still a, a, a serious achievement. <laughs> I, I was actually going to mention finance as well. Yeah, like, um, I wouldn't be a massive kind of watcher of football, I'll be honest. So, like, for me, it would be Kilkenny. Um, obviously, two unbelievable teams. So, I mean, it's, yeah, you can't really pick one as such. But, um Getting to play a lot in Crow Park, I think, is a big advantage for Dublin. Um, I think, like, if you had brought them out earlier in their kind of dominance, maybe kind of a couple of semi-finals and stuff like that, Linster and stuff, they might have um, found it a bit tougher. And then, like, with the whole money thing, with the whole financial thing, the amount of money that Dublin, the amount of backing they've got kind of over the years compared to Kilkenny, I think that probably was a factor as well and obviously population and stuff like that but yeah that would only be in my opinion but two two brilliant teams obviously yeah I think yeah that's a good point around the, the, the finance and the population Kenny's very small but then you'll argue that Kenny only play hurling they don't play football which is a fair point as well um, but I think comparing them over the period of time Kenny's period of time 16 years it's a ridiculous haul that they had over over that time period but the, the difference in you're picking the 15 that played in that period there's some lads who never played together in that time, whereas in the Dublin Wanderers, probably a bit more overlapping lads who played with lads in 11 at some stage and from 14 onwards, Giggles, is there? I'd say that team was fairly close to being out there um, together at some stage. Like Everybody yeah. on that team would have played with DJ, if that's your oldest player who you kind of pick. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting in Dublin now, lads, because it looks like a few of their players might fall off they haven't won under 20 or minor for a long time. This, the call to split Dublin will fade, I can guarantee you. They might win one or two All-Irelands in the next five years, but they won't win five. Um, Kerry are coming, Mayo are coming, the Northern teams are always there. Cork, Cork football is, is coming, yeah. Yeah, 100% <laughs> it is. Galway are there. Me we'll do the double next there. year, Shani. Yeah, here we go, double <laughs> talk. I love it. I love it. Um. But uh, what did you lose to Kerry by this year? Twenty three points. <laughs> but, yeah, if you under twenty one, all Ireland teams coming through as well. I know, but um, I, I think I think this is it was an amazing Dublin team that just came through, and they did have the best of the best of the best to facilitate them training. But they were a special bunch of players. But I think, given it's a hurling podcast and my scores, and you know, we're, we're tipping the, the the hat to Kilkenny. Yeah. I, this is a great end to this preview of the, the Ireland final Kilkenny, the greatest team oh, of, of all just, time. This, this is just <laughs> deflated the whole <laughs> the thing. Now. But look, in in, oh. in 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 other news, we have had a big week in, in the hurling week outside of the Ireland preview. Our favourite manager Liam Sheedy has resigned from from Tipperary, <laughs> rat sinking ship. So he's gone, and giggles in very worrying news for you. 
Liam Cal is probably on his way out of Warford. Let's be honest about it. If he, I can't see Tip offering it to anyone else. I, I can't see anybody else other than Liam Cal taking the Tip job. And if he's offered it, there's no way in the world, despite all the good work he's done with Warford, he'll be gone to Tipperary, and that'll be a massive hole for Warford to fill. Um, yeah, that's that's probably going to be the way it'll it'll, it'll transpire. I'd say. Do you think Darren McGrath will come well, back in? Sorry. Do you, who do you Derek think? Derek is going to take Derek McGrath. There's, there's talks Derek McGrath taking over from Cody. I think in Kilkenny, he's yeah. going to bring conjecture to the Kilkenny panel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know who will come back. Uh, there would be no forefront favours um, at the moment. Eddie Brennan, he's meant to be going to Wexford. I think um, he would be a fella who might come in. He, he, you'd want someone of that ilk, I'd say, to come in to, 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 yeah. to take it on. Yeah, okay. We're, 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 we're kind of going too far ahead. He's not gone yet, but I'd say he's a fair chance of going. We might have to get one of the amazing cock backroom team. I actually walked out, of the, I walked out of the office in Blackpool the other day where I'm working and JBM walked out of the AID beside me and I'll be honest with you lads, I was a little bit starstruck. I was like, what the fuck? There's JBM! <laughs> I've never seen him in the flesh before. <laughs> and he just had an absolute swagger about him. Holy cow. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> maybe we might go after JBM. He might do the business for us. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. He's just oozing class. Oh, all class. He he's a very good Laker Gale actually. If you want to get in the mood for the weekend, just watch JBM's Laker Gale, especially as a dual player. It's actually a very good one. It's on it's on YouTube. It's worth watching. Um, but look, I think look, I think that's it for today. Look, we wish Carl and Shawnee and all the people of Cork in Cork and all around the world the very best for Sunday. Um, won't be cheering them on myself, but I do hope they make a good game because. You know, staying up till two o'clock in the morning Sunday night. I, I didn't have a good weekend of it two weekends ago. Staying up to watch Kilkenny play Cork, so I'm looking forward to a good game. In other news, normally we do a bit of food, like Shawnee came over to my house and I do like wedges and sausage rolls, all that kind of stuff. Last year we went to Shawnee's house. He promised all this stuff, made nothing. I had to make myself toast. So I'm kind of at least I'm in charge of my own destiny, food wise. Sunday night, I'm going to do a big feed for myself. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Carl, I hope you get to see some of the new town boys. Above, above board not promoting any uh, illegal activity up in Sydney but it would be a shame if there's just five of you living in the same complex that you don't get to watch that match together it's just a bizarre world that we're living in here in Australia at the moment from being the best country in the world dealing with COVID to now being the worst country if, uh, in the world it's just yeah if, if Cork win you might see us on Channel 9 News <laughs> um, yeah. Monday a cluster yeah, a cluster of a COVID that building just, just before to... you go, just before you go as well, it's my brother's 40th birthday today at home. Um, so just a big happy birthday to him. He's heading up to the match. His wife is a massive, massive Limerick supporter. Oh, brilliant. Oh, um, <laughs> they, they have three kids. One of them is shouting from for Limerick and one shouting for Cork. So I have a, oh. a lovely little niece at home who's running around their house in Newtown singing the Shamey Flanagan song um, all week with a, with a Limerick headband on her. So Brilliant. that's 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 what I've had to look at on my WhatsApp group for the last couple of days. But yeah, they're, they're mad excited about it. And um, yeah, so, so it's a lot of, lot of excitement and, and hopefully it'll be uh, the, the Cork side of the family that'll be celebrating Sunday night anyway. Yeah, you can't be a split What's household. Name, What's the reporter's name? Uh, Shane. Shane. Right, Shane, happy birthday. Hopefully now you'll enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy the day out, anyway, on the weekend. <laughs> All right, lads. Carl, thanks right, so much you. for making the time. What are you going to say, Johnny? Quick. 
No, I was going to say, geez, you're very close to Limerick up there. There's, like, there's all Limerick and Cork people getting together down there in Newtown Chandram. Yeah, like it, the next the next parish is, is Limerick. Like my home house is like thankfully the right side of the border, but like a mile and a half down the road from us is Limerick. Like you're looking out my front door at home, like is you're looking down onto Limerick, kind of. Um, so looking down on Limerick is the key word there. Yeah, like well, it's been, been a brilliant. We always play. We always use your pitch for uh, practice matches playing against Limerick or Tipperary teams because it's so far out of the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right. sure. With the lights on there and stuff, so it'd be kind of halfway, really, for you and just yeah, yeah. All right, lads. Well, look, best Giggles, of, is gone. Giggles is gone. He's had enough. Best of luck, Carl. Thanks for making the time, and we might be back for the the review of the final. You'll probably come back if they win. So hopefully, they win for that final. We we we'll get you back on again. Thanks, Carl. Monday morning sure. when we can't sleep, we get back on. <laughs> yes, yeah, straight on <laughs> yeah. nine o'clock. Sound, Shawnee. Sound, Carl. Mind yourselves. See you, lads. Cheers, lads. Thanks. Good luck.